This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Six minutes past 9 a.m. on this uh, mainly sunny Sunday morning. Well, this was a story that uh, was covered uh, this past week and uh, horrifying details. But it's uh, a 27-year-old woman who survived a very serious car crash. It was back in August of 2011. Michaela Williamson and her boyfriend were in the vehicle, or her fiancé, sorry, at the time, uh, were in the vehicle along with another friend. They were struck by another vehicle, and that vehicle was speeding the wrong way down the road. Toxicology tests were done. They later revealed that the driver of the speeding vehicle had cocaine in his system. Williamson was the only survivor of the crash. She was injured to the point, uh, I won't go into too many details, that her organs uh, were so badly damaged and actually pushed up into her chest cavity. The way she describes it, she basically had to be put back together. She also suffered a spinal break and an injury that would make it impossible for her to become pregnant in the future should she decide to have a family. So part of the $4 million award that came as from a BC Supreme Court decision ordering ICBC to pay out $4 million, part of that award included $100,000 for surrogacy costs should she decide in the future to go that route, to have her own family. It's the first time we believe this has ever been done in Canada. The first time a woman has been given a specific amount of money in a claim for surrogacy. So I thought it was a good topic. Let's discuss this a bit more and what this actually means when it comes to surrogacy laws and what options that somebody, maybe not even in a situation so extreme as this one, but uh, somebody who might be looking at surrogacy down the road as well. Uh, Dr. Al Yuspi is joining me. He is a fertility specialist. He's with the Olive Fertility Center, and he is uh, on the line with us this morning. Dr. Yuspi, great to have you on the show again. Thanks, Jill. Thanks for asking me. Uh, what was your response uh, when you first heard about this, uh, the first time in Canada uh, that a $4 million settlement or for a, a settlement from a car crash includes money uh, for surrogacy? Well, I didn't know that it was the first time that uh, this type of ruling had ever been, uh, come down, but I think it's uh, it's taking the situation into account as it exists. Uh, from the description of uh, this young woman's uh, injuries, her abdominal wall was so badly damaged that uh, she has very little musculature left in her abdomen. And as you know, as women uh, are, be, uh, preg- are pre- become pregnant and their abdomen uh, uh, continues to be stretched, the Lord only knows uh, what damage that would do to her abdominal wall, which I understand required a number of surgical procedures to reconstruct in the first place. Uh, and is it, is, it, is it a good thing that the courts are looking at that and realizing that, uh, that it's not just about addressing the current injuries, it's also about addressing what her life choices might be and what she might face in the future? Well, there are many legal cases in the past that have looked at the, the impact of a, an injury on a woman's future fertility when settlements uh, are made. But I don't, I'm not familiar with the law specifically to say that uh, certain amounts have been uh, set aside within that judgment to cover uh, fertility treatments. But surrogacy is a a situation which is uh, uh, not that common, although there is a lot of surrogacy performed, but it's, 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 
expensive because you're asking someone, you're asking a woman who uh, is to carry a pregnancy and spend nine months of her life carrying a pregnancy for another woman. And in the end, uh, when the baby's born, this woman will not be pregnant anymore, but she won't have a baby either because it was not her pregnancy. Uh, but is it strange that we have a court, the B.C. Supreme Court, uh, ruling this, giving $100,000 for surrogacy costs, when in Canada uh, you can pay for, for costs associated, but you're not allowed to pay for a surrogate? Well, that's, that's the problem. But this is being uh, looked at once again uh, by Health Canada. All this stems from the Human Assisted Reproduction Act in, uh, that was passed in 2004, which uh, said that uh, it is illegal to pay a woman for her reproductive services. So, in other words, you weren't allowed to pay a woman to carry a pregnancy for someone else. You weren't allowed to um, pay a woman for her eggs or a man for his sperm uh, in order to, to help someone else become pregnant. So that's the way the law stood, and in 2010, that law was partially repealed because of uh, uh, an issue that was raised by the province of Quebec. Uh, it was called the Charter Challenge, and several of the parts of the act were repealed, but that portion was not. It's now become very clear that, uh, you know, you can't ask a woman to carry another pregnancy for someone else without allowing for some form of reasonable remuneration, and that's why that's, this is being looked at again now, by the federal government and by Health Canada. So uh, currently it's against the law to pay, and so if a woman needs a surrogate, uh, then she really needs to go to the United States to obtain, or some other country to obtain a surrogate, or they may have someone, and that's uh, much less likely, but it does happen, someone who is a friend, a relative, who would carry the pregnancy for that individual. The law also said, well, you can reimburse reasonable expenses, but they never at any time ever stipulated what these expenses were, what would be a reasonable expense. So if a woman has to miss work, for example, uh, in the pregnancy because she has a complication and then uh, uh, has the, the baby for another individual, can, can that amount of money lost from work be claimed that it was never uh, specified? So that's why surrogacy in Canada has been a very nebulous thing. It's done, but it's not done that frequently because uh, you're you're really constrained as to say, well, this is a reasonable expense because of the government or the the, the police or, or were to say, well, this isn't a reasonable expense, then you're contravening the law. And there are websites I know uh, that, that people can access where they can find women who, for whatever reason, want to become surrogates, whether it's out of the goodness of their heart. Uh, because the, And there are scenarios where strangers uh, have done that. Uh, but you're right, there does seem to be some confusion. Is a reasonable expense uh, we send you and your family on vacation because you need to de-stress before doing this? Is a reasonable expense we buy you a new vehicle because you need to be able to get to your doctor's appointments? Of course, and you have. And what about the time lost from work when going to your appointments and so on. There are so many things that need to be considered, and I think that's where Canada has lagged behind, but I hope uh, sincerely that uh, we will get this sorted out in the next uh, short while, because uh, there was a call from uh, Health Canada for input from stakeholders to 
give their opinion regarding uh, uh, clarifying these laws uh, and more clearly so that the regulations that Health Canada is going to write uh, will be more clear. Would you like to see a scenario here where people could pay for surrogacy or could pay for things uh, like eggs or sperm? Yes, I certainly would. Uh, I think it needs to be specified what is reasonable, and I think that's the whole, that that was single word, reasonable reimbursement or, uh, is really the key. Uh, if we can say, for example, yes, we'll, we'll allow a woman to be an egg donor, for example, and she can be paid $5,000 for uh, donating her eggs and doing the treatment that's necessary, which takes about three weeks to do, then that would be uh, that would change the whole complexion of things because then there's no under the table issues. Uh, everybody is up front, and um, no one is contravening any laws. Uh, and in the case uh, of this this court case, uh, there was talk of should she choose this route in the in the future, most likely it would be going to the states and and doing it through that route. Uh, do we see? Do do you hear even anecdotally a lot of people that because of the restrictions in Canada choose to go to the United States, where you can purchase uh, surrogacy, uh, somebody to be a surrogate, or you can purchase uh, eggs and sperm, that kind of thing. Very much so, and uh, there is an entire industry in India, for example, where women uh, live in in good conditions and are very well looked after in uh, facilities where they are. Uh, their job is to carry pregnancies for other people, and they're they're paid uh, more for doing that in India than they would uh, probably earn in in five years or ten years uh, if they were working. So there are there. It's an industry in India. And do you have any ethical concerns uh, that somebody that a woman who would otherwise maybe be be facing a, a very low paying job or even poverty is kind of pushed in that direction? Well, that's my concern, and that was the concern of the Royal Commission in uh, when they gave their final report in 1993. This is where the whole issue started. The Royal Commission stated that uh, fertility should not become a commodity, and that women shouldn't uh, be forced into selling their reproductive services for money in order to uh, to make a living or to survive. So uh, uh, there there's a, a real uh, issue in that regard, and you can see that coercion uh, because of, of uh, payment uh, would be a major issue uh, for many women, and, and that's too bad. We don't want to really see that. That's not the appropriate thing. If a woman is going to be a, a surrogate, she needs to do it because she will be remunerated to some extent, but she's doing it for some altruistic reason as well. Uh, which I would imagine the women who are signed up on, on the various websites where, where women who want to be surrogates are matched up with women who are looking for surrogates. Um, I mean, unless they're making side deals, it isn't as though there's a huge financial gain to be made from that right now. Well, that's right. Now, there are uh, sources, uh, there are organizations, companies, uh, I don't know what you want to term them, brokers that will help arrange a surrogacy arrangement. They, for example, someone uh, who is a broker might find someone who wants to be a surrogate and put them in touch with a person who needs a surrogate. And there are some basic fees that are involved, but they are all those when they do that, they're all within the the uh, the law, as far as I'm aware. Uh, there was uh, one situation where this was challenged, but it was sort of uh, uh, I don't know whether it was an exonerated or whether whatever the solution was, it, it's now uh, able to be done. 
but uh, it's still not an inexpensive thing by any means. Uh, where would you like to see the law go as more more people, I suppose, are either waiting or, or realizing that there are issues, there are uh, obstacles in conceiving? Are there other countries that you look to that, that perhaps have a better system? Well, yeah, there are many uh, countries. The thing is that countries are divided. There are some countries where uh, surrogacy, egg donation, uh, and even sperm donation in some countries are not allowed at all. I think that's inappropriate. I think that we need to have these services available because if we're going to, if we believe that infertility is an illness or a disease and that uh, we should be able to help uh, people uh, conceive uh, if they can't, then we need to have some form or some system in place for that. And so I think that if we had laws that were very specific, that are uh, humane with respect to the respect of the individual that's the donor or the the surrogate and for the person who needs it, then I think that would be ideal. And so uh, I would like to see uh, Canada have those those laws set very clearly and those rules. And the other thing I don't like to see is the act in 2004 made these the payment of surrogates and the payment of egg donors and the payment of uh, sperm donors a criminal offense. I don't want to see any criminalization of these things. This is almost like the marijuana issue of legalization versus criminalization. And uh, I would like to see the criminalization aspect taken out entirely from uh, from any rules or regulations or laws uh, dealing with these uh, reproductive processes i think there should be there should be um, uh, penalties for for uh, not adhering to the rules or laws but i wouldn't like to see them criminal uh, issues and just before i let you go uh, any indication that uh, you said there there is review always taking place but any indication we might see some changes in the near future yes i hope so i would hope that uh, within the the year uh, the, the next year that we'll see some final solutions to this in canada all right dr usby always uh, great to talk to you thank you so much for taking some time with us this morning thanks for asking me vancouver's news vancouver's talk this is news talk 980 cknw